welcome to today's podcast on all things biology. Today I'm joined by my mum. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about bacteriophages, the future of antibiotic resistant bacteria treatment. What's that? So, we've all heard of antibiotic resistance, no matter how in the loop of medical sciences we are. Whether it be from our doctor explaining why they can't give us antibiotics for a simple infection or learning about bacteria and antibiotics in school. What matters is that antibiotic resistance is rising and this is one of the greatest medical and social challenges we will face in the coming future. But what exactly is antibiotic resistance? Do you know what antibiotic resistance is? I do. You do? I do. I really do. Did you learn about it in our past podcast? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did. That's why you know what antibiotic resistance is. I do. Is. That's right. Okay. What is it then? <laughs> well, it's it's when uh, the antibiotic no longer works, basically. Um, so yeah. it doesn't defeat the, the, the bacteria. It doesn't Deal treat, with. kill, yeah. kill the bacteria. So... Antibiotic resistance occurs when bacteria develop resistance to antibiotics and subsequently the bacteria no longer responds to the antibiotic that previously killed it. A current example of a bacteria strain which has become antibiotic resistant is Staphylococcus aureus, a common bacteria responsible for many soft tissue infections. This is significant as 20 to 30% of people host the bacteria on their skin, so it can present serious chronic infection, particularly amongst vulnerable patients in hospitals. Because, well, I don't know if you know this, but um, we actually have, well, you probably do, we have bacteria constantly on us all the time, and we constantly encounter harsh bacteria that our immune system generally fights off. But... um, for this reason, if you become ill uh, or your immune system becomes suppressed, you end up sometimes developing bacterial infections like uh, like Staphylococcus aureus, uh, which is why many people in hospitals actually sometimes develop this kind of infection. And that's where it's so important that you have an antibiotic that you can use um, or an alternative therapy that will treat your infection. Absolutely, yeah. Not all bacteria are bad though, is that right? No, it's that bacteria are actually really important part of our microbiome, which is why often when you do go on antibiotics, you end up developing sort of secondary infection, like a fungal infection, or sometimes you have maybe gut issues, um, which can persist even after you are taken off the antibiotic. Factors that have led to antibiotic resistance mostly reside in the industrial use of antibiotics, such as the addition of antibiotics to animal feed and mass farming, with the goal of increased yield and profit. This has resulted in the development of bacteria that are not responsive to antibiotics increasing the mortality of antibiotic-resistant infections and even elevating them to what's likely to become a leading cause of death among human populations, even greater than cancer deaths. To many, this may appear as a sort of dystopian future that's unlikely to affect us, but that's actually untrue. Though most people who currently suffer from antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections are immunocompromised, if the current way of using antibiotics continues and the proportion of antibiotic-resistant bacteria increases, the effectiveness of antibiotics will rapidly decrease in the coming years. So how rapidly will it actually decrease? I mean, are we already really in a situation where we're in danger of that? Or do we have a little bit of time to figure out what to do? I mean, 
we can just keep making new antibiotics that may treat the antibiotic resistant bacteria. I saw that there was a a news article that I think you sent me actually that was about they've recently discovered a new antibiotic to treat. Do you remember what? No, no I don't remember. I know it's very exciting. To treat. It's important to have that at hand, even even though we know that in the long run this may not be the right thing. Ah, here it is. Scientists hail new antibiotic that can kill drug-resistant bacteria. The issue is that even if you're making new antibiotics, it's not going to resolve the issue of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. It's just going to give bacteria even more reason to become antibiotic resistant to this new antibiotic because effectively what you're doing when you're using antibiotics is you're you're trying to kill the bacteria and so that's why the bacteria become resistant because they are trying to live at the end of the day and so they'll they will evolve so using making new antibiotics that can treat antibiotic resistant bacteria will just make new antibiotic resistant bacteria so there is light to the matter this can be shown when looking at a case of 16-year-old Isabel Carnell Holdaway, who contracted a disseminated mycobacterian abscess infection. That is a common antibiotic-resistant bacteria that does not usually cause sickness in immunocompetent people. Immunocompetence means that you have a fully functioning immune system. So after undergoing a lung transplant and being placed on immunosuppressants, in treatment for cystic fibrosis. When undergoing rounds of intravenous antibiotics, Isabel's mortality was predicted to be less than 1%. However, when practitioners attempted a new way of treating Isabel's infection, she began to show objective clinical improvement and began her journey to a full recovery. So what was this new treatment? The treatment used on Isabel was called phage therapy, one of the most successful alternative treatments for antibiotic-resistant infections. Already having been used outside of the Western world since the 20th century, it involves the use of phages, natural viral predators of bacteria, to treat infections. Upon the phages' entry into the cell, they bind to the bacteria and are absorbed into the cell. In a similar way, a virus such as COVID-19 may replicate within a human cell. The phage then expresses its own proteins using the bacteria replication methods and then assembles itself within the cell. Once completed, the phage is released from the bacterial cell and causes it to burst, killing it. The phage particles then travel to other parts of the body, killing any further bacteria causing infections. Are there any limitations to this? Though this seemingly sounds fantastic, as though antibiotic resistance should now be resolved, there are limitations. The same treatment used on Isabel was used on an 81-year-old immunocompetent patient with bronchitis and refractory abscess lung disease infected with bacteria closely related to Isabel's infection. Though this patient initially showed improvement, after six months, the abscess count was higher than before treatment, showing phage therapy failing to decrease bacterial count. This poses questions as to why two seemingly similar cases responded so differently to phage therapy. The key difference, however, may be the fact that Isabel was on immunosuppressants due to her recent lung transplant, whilst the 81-year-old patient had a fully functioning immune system. This is significant as since phages are viral, they can trigger an immune response. 
While Isabel would have had limited to no immune response to the phages, the 81-year-old patient would have, potentially resulting in their alternative outcomes to treatment. The immune response experienced in the 81-year-old patient would have resulted in phage-neutralizing activity due to the phage-specific humoral response, which was determined as the reason for treatment failure. Phage-specific humoral response refers to the production of antiphage antibodies, resulting in phage inactivation by binding to bacteriophages, preventing them from binding to the bacterial surface and entering the cell, and subsequently preventing treatment success. So, in the future, perhaps a combination of immunosuppressants and a specific phage cocktail is the answer to treating antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections. Subsequently, though the introduction to this podcast started with an image of a dystopian future where antibiotic-resistant bacteria dominate all, I will conclude by highlighting the significance of acknowledging alternative treatments like phage therapy, showing how innovative thinking and new medical practices will enable humanity to overcome some of the greatest challenges we face in the future. Perhaps all is not lost to bacterial evolution, and for once a virus may actually save us. Wow, brilliant. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Mm -hmm.